We hope you're enjoying the Mutual Audio Network. Stick around, there's much more to come. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Audio drama in the age of Arthur. TheTableRound.com When Arthur first in court began, and was approved the king, by force of arms great victories won, and conquest home did bring. The Immortal Legends of the Table Round Chapter 3 How Gawain was knighted and Lancelot set forth from the lake. After a drawn-out series of battles, defeating rebel kings and securing his throne, King Arthur returns to the city of Curleone-upon-Usk to celebrate. Gawain, Prince of Orkney, have you spent the night in prayer and vigil, cleansing your soul? Yes, my uncle and my king. Then you may speak your vows. I vow to only speak the truth, to perform only right actions. Um, to protect. To protect and serve all ladies, to be loyal to my lord and king, and defend the Holy Mother Church. Then, in the name of God, Saint Michael and Saint George, and with the sword Excalibur, I tap you once, twice, thrice, and I confer upon you the name of knight, and the right to bear arms and dispense justice. Be true and valorous as the first of my knight companions. Arise, Sir Gawain. How does it feel to be a knight, Sir Gawain? You tell me, Sir Kay. What a glorious day. Not long ago I thought I was just a bastard boy with a magic sword. Now here I am, with my nephew, as the first of my knights. Uh, um. And Kay, even if you're not blood to me, you're as fine a brother as anyone could ever hope. And I have brothers who I can't be sure will be here to serve you soon. And my Aunt Morgan is also your sister. Morgan? Aye. After King Uther died, she ended up in a convent for schooling. Very wise, they say. Oh, yes. I should count myself most blessed of all men. And here's my father. Ah, young Gawain. I still remember the day I was knighted. A brisk autumn morning, I knelt in reverence before your great-uncle Aurelius Ambrosius. Not a moon after the defeat of the traitor Vortigern. He tapped my shoulder with a sword claret. I wonder, what happened to that sword? Ah, no matter. It must have been glorious, Sir Hector. It was. Gleaming mail, banners and pinions as far as the eye could see. Aurelius, newly crowned, tall and strong as a young tree, looked me right in the eye and spoke to me by name. The Hector, he said, words fade, but deeds live forever. Don't dwell on the words of this oath. Be the words of this oath. Live them. I will. 
I've never forgotten those words. Now, it's my turn to give you some advice, young Gawain. <laughs> Good luck, Gawain. Sir Lucan, open up another barrel of ale. Our friends are thirsty. Bedivere, how's the hand healing? He means stump. I know what he meant, Kay. It's healing well, thanks to Merlin's herb law. My best jousting days are behind me, but I can still strap a shield tight to this arm and be your spearman and flag-bearer, if you'll have me. You will always fight by my side. Even if you had no hands, one leg, and no ears, I need your courage on the battlefield. I live to serve. Then have a drink and relax, Marshal. Smile! This is a celebration! I'll have one of the ladies hold your cups for you, if you need more than one goblet at a time. I will try, sire. Somebody stop that dwarf! There's a drunken dwarf and he's trying to ride that ugly pony by the king's table. That's not a pony! That's my dog! Get him! Somebody stop him! No! Get him! Somebody stop him! No, no, no! <laughs> Are you King Arthur? Is all this noise and rattling for you? Who let this wretched beggar woman in here? Oh, come now. Won't you have a little dance with me? Don't touch me. You're being discourteous, brother. Thank you, my lord. <coughs> oh, I'm not so bad, am I? Can't you spare a little ale and cheer for a kindly old woman, Sir Kay? How do you know my name? <laughs> Your name? I know many things, Seneschal, for I am always watching, and I am always listening, and I am Merlin. Oh, God's teeth! <laughs> <laughs> Merlin, I never understand you, but I'm always pleased to see you. Indeed. And you look quite pleased with yourself, lad. And shouldn't we be? I know the fighting isn't over. That you can't throw a stone without hitting a Saxon in the South Country. But at least my own kingdom is unified. Yes, Arthur. You should be proud. Quiet, you rabble! Lady Enid wants to grace us with a song! And fortune turn thy wheel And lower the prow Turn thy wild wheel through sunshine Storm and cloud, I will and thee, we neither love nor hate. Turn, turn thy wheel above the staring crowd, thy will and thou are shadows in the cloud. Our hoard is little, but our hearts are great. Smile and we smile, lords of many lands. Frown and we smile, lords of our own hands. For man is man. And master of his fate. Thank you, Lady Enid. A lovely song. 
Thank you, my lord. It's nice to have a lady around, isn't it, Merlin? Reminds us that everyone in the world isn't a knight, reeking of rust. And there's more to life than battle. Indeed, more to life. And with all the celebrations, perhaps it's time to speak of marriage. Are you getting married? What? Gadzooks, no. Me? How could such an idea... Uh, I'm teasing you, Merlin. Uh, yes, of course. Mm. Yes, did you say we shouldn't speak of marriage until we pacify the Saxons? Well, of course, I said that. And I meant it. But sometimes, if the perfect opportunity arises... Do you mean Guinevere? She is wonderful, isn't she? Well, she is a sweet maid. How soon should we do it? Christmas? <clears throat> King Laodegrans of Camelot is a man of limited influence. And he has already declared for you. King Conan of Kent holds sway over much of the Southwest, and while he has never opposed you, he has yet to ally with you. What does this have to do with Guinevere? Understand, Art. The Saxons have ravaged Kent the hardest ever since the time of Vortigern. Even your father, Uther, did little good against them there. So Conan sees small gain in serving the High King. But he sees that if you wed his daughter, your fates will be intertwined. Ah, I think I understand. Conan's daughter, Emmeline, is said to be a fair maiden of most gentle nature. But I want to marry Guinevere. What is a king if not he who sets men free? And yet a king is among the least free of all men. He won't be our friend any other way? I've known Garnon since before you were born, Art. He's a proud, stubborn man. One has to be with Saxons on your doorstep every day of your life. I've never known him to change his mind. He has made this offer. To deny it would be a grave insult. You say she's nice? Indeed, and, well, she's also a singer. Yes. She speaks Latin. What aren't you telling me? She's blind. She's blind? A pestilence took her sight when she was a child. Born seeing, very healthy... Good mother stock. Breeding is the least of my worries right now. It should be your only worry. That is why kings marry. But Guinevere, she's... No, it is as you say. Perhaps her blindness would be to my advantage. My beard is still a little patchy. Oh, Art. Go drink more wine and dance and rejoice while you can. The water is fresh and cold enough to cut. The sky is cloudless, and the flowers of spring are still in bloom. It is almost too perfect a day to depart your kingdom under the lake. And yet here we are, Lancelot. It is time for you to ride out. To go find this King Arthur you speak of. Indeed, there is finally 
an earthly king worthy of your service, although you must cross the sea to find him. He is a king of his great worship, as you say? Virtuous and merciful, courteous and brave? Oh, that's a more. My sister, the Lady of the Lake of Breton, tells of how he is forging a new order, one where the strength of men serves not one man's vanity and greed, but is turned out in the service of justice and righteousness, the triumph of reason over brutality. Then I shall seek to serve him. I pray I shall be worthy of the honor. There is no question of that, Theron. Of all the children fostered to my undevoted kingdom, you are the finest knight and man of most virtue. If you say it is so, my lady. Sweet, sweet Lancelot. Turn forever to knightly vows, honesty, and modesty. Is there a knight in my realm who has never known defeat in battle? Is either the sword or the lance a knight whose horsemanship is unparalleled? Is there a knight feared by Gaul and Frankish men? Is there such a knight? Ah, some my lady. So you are the mightiest of knights. I fear that beneath your steel skin and mighty sinews is a heart that is perhaps too tender for this world's cruelty. I still remember a little boy who wept the first time Miss Falco brought down a songbird. <laughs> I remember that boy, but in our battles with the Romans and King Claudius, that sweet lad has been forged into a warrior. Long have I worried on this. I have never been bested in battle, and have been called the mightiest of all knights, but to what purpose? That is why nothing will stand in my way of finding this author and serving his glorious vision. Then you must go. Since that night I agreed to care for you, I knew that someday the white world would call you away, and all my magic could not keep you by my side one day longer. On that cold game. Prolonging a farewell does not make it any less bitter. Right forth now, with my blessing. Let me kiss your hand before I go. Au revoir, my lady. I ride for Britain and King Arthur. Farewell, my Lancelot. May the three faces of the goddess watch over you. May the wind be forever at your back.
Merlin! Put some clothes on. A king can't prance around in his nightshirt. I had a dream. Come in. I was walking beneath the apple trees, and all at once they blossomed. I stood there as the flowers started to fall around me. Then I felt a great stabbing pain. I looked down, and a great fanged serpent was growing out of my side. Mm. Go on. The apple trees all withered and died, and the sky darkened. The serpent attacked me, and I drew Excalibur. It bit me on the chest, but I managed to swing and slice off its head. And then we both died, staring into each other's eyes. I've never had a dream like it. It was so vivid. This is very bad. You can interpret dreams, Merlin. Tell me what it means. We will speak of this shortly. Go and get on some warm clothes. I will maul some wine. It will be a long night. And then I uh, chopped off the snake's head, and we both died. I have dreams like that whenever I eat bad meat. Why did you wake me up, Merlin? I had the same dream tonight. What's that mean? Is it a sign? A sign. And a warning. What does that mean, Merlin? A warning about snakes? The serpent growing from your own side is the most troubling aspect. It means that your own doom will be something you create, or have created. It will be your son. My son? Yes. But I have no son. Kay, tell Arthur the news you told me. The news from the north. Animal Gauss, Queen of Orkney, is fat with child. I see. The gossip among the serving folk is that when he's on campaign, King Locke keeps his own bed, satisfies himself with various trollops. Go on. Oh, let's not embarrass each other tonight. We both know what happened that night Animal Gauss visited your pavilion. I was shocked. She's old enough to be your mother. Shut up, Kay. Maybe it's because you never had a mother. Shut up, Kay. Right then. Merlin, I didn't know. I couldn't know that she was... Your half-sister. I didn't know. Arthur, a sin committed unknowingly is no sin. You are blameless there. Except for the adultery part. Shut Shut up, up, Kay. You aren't to blame, Arthur. But the fruits of that sin are real. Judging from her size, they say more Gauss is probably going to drop her litter soon. It will be on May Day. That is what the apple trees in the dream mean. Dear God. We need to deal with this. Come now. I can't be the first king with a bastard child. Let them gossip. Remember the dream, Arthur. This child, this... Abomination will be the end of you and the kingdom you forge even now. All your dreams will turn to dust. The land will fall back into chaos and ruin. So what should I do? Go and take the child? Raise it for myself? Destiny is not averted so easily. Then what? Morgaus has the second sight. She'll expect us to do something. 
And Lot will not be pleased when he gets back to Orkney, sees the little brat, and counts backwards to nine months. The child might be hidden, fostered away in secret to be used as a weapon against you in the future. She would do that. My own sister. Mm, she is a wicked woman, Arthur. She cares only for herself and her own power. Someday, ask Gawain what kind of mother she was. Uh, we'd need to round up every baby born in Orkney around the first of the month. To what end? Do what with them? Protect the realm. No. You're talking about... No! I will not begin my reign with a massacre of innocents! I am not King Herod! A king cannot afford to... No! There is no way! And nothing you can do can make me command You've got this. to be practical. How many people are going to die if your kingdom falls? We just had a decade of fighting. Britain can't take much more. Think of the lives that will be lost. The death of hope across the land. I cannot do what you ask me to do. We're not asking you to do anything, Arthur. You're not? No. You don't need to take a hand in this. That is why you have people. People you can trust. People to take care of things. To take care of you. Just don't stop us from doing what must be done. Gawain was born in less than an hour. Calm down, sister. Children come in their own time. And what would you know about it, Morgan? I've delivered enough babies in my day, even if I have none of my own. Oh, and there's the head. By the goddess, it's about time. You there, stoke the fire. Yes, Lady Morgan. Balagi duara balufamba. Gora my greet. Gora my grain. Gora my greet. Manan Maklir. Gora my greet. Blessed Virgin. Here it comes. It's a boy. Wonderful. Give me my knife. Oh, yes. Take him. You have another son, sister. Took him long enough. And very fair. Very, very fair. Old babies are fair. And look at those beautiful gray eyes. Oh, Anna. I'm sure he'll be a nice, dark complexion. Like you, and me, and our parents, and of course, like King Lot. 
Of course he will. But just look at that lock of reddish gold hair. So lovely. Stop trying to sound clever. You've never been very good at it. Euphemia, get me wine. Yes, my lady. Now, speak plainly, Morgan. What are you trying to say? Oh, nothing, dear sister. Only that I will take a great interest in my littlest nephew's future. And in his protection. Why the sudden concern? Familial obligation has never been your strongest virtue. We're sisters, Anna. We understand each other closer than anyone else could. And with mother dead, you're the only family I have left. Practically. Your wine, my lady? Give me that. Have you thought of a name, my lady? Yes. His name is Mordred. Hello, this is Lindsay Smith, and I play Euphemia, the handmaiden. The Lady of the Lake is a title applied to various women across the Arthurian legends. Who these enigmatic and powerful women are, as well as what lakes they represent, is often not made clear, and different tales across the centuries have many contradicting accounts. The Lady of the Lake in folklore most likely arose from tales of Celtic water spirits, where deep pools were seen as passageways to the mystic Celtic otherworld. Written by Morgan Z. Sowell. King Arthur was played by Chandler Walpole. Gawain was Tom Southern. And Lancelot was Joshua Kibbe. Thomas McCutcheon played Kay. Blair Palmer Lee played Merlin. And Nimue was Sonny Asadi. Also featuring Olivia Steele as Animal Goes. Witty Cranfield as Enid. Abigail Souter as Morgan Le Fay. And Lindsay Smith as Euphemia. In the next chapter of the immortal tales of the Table Round, Arthur wages war against the dark pagan forces of the Saxon army. This portion of the Mutual Audio Network is brought to you by Freddy Finkel's Fine Friday Fish Fry. With your famished and fading, Freddy Finkel fries fresh fish and festoons their fins with flavored flotsam. Then friendly folks fling this fish at your face. Hey! So flail your fork fastidiously to feast on this famous fine filling favorite. Gotcha! Remember, every day is Friday at Freddy Finkel's Fine Friday Fish Fry. Come on in! Just for the halibut. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.